Welcome to the Three Points of Articulation podcast. I am your host, Jamie Wills. As per usual, joined by Daniel Bassett. Hello. Are you okay? Uh, I've been sick all week, but not sick enough to complain, but just under the weather and I'll be fine and it's just miserable. Yeah, the, quit, the, quit the jibber-jabber. There's two more yeah. guests this week. I know, but I'm in. Sickness. <laughs> Um, guest this week, um, number one, Jonathan Fenton. He uh, recently proposed to his partner, and she said it's the first time she's ever realised that he was engaging. Well, hey, I did request a joke on my next introduction on the podcast, and you've kind of delivered, I guess. Yeah, that's a solid six. Yeah, five. Solid, solid, yeah, five and a half. Five and a half. Um, Adam Blackburn's also with us. Um, I did have. A- I didn't have a joke written for you, but it was it was quite harsh. Um, no, howdy, howdy, howdy. I was going to make a joke about Dan looking like a cross between a telly to be an ET, but then he put his his hood down, so I can't. Oh, and also it's audio based, so <laughs> it is. Home. Just I I, for the listeners' benefit, I've put it back up for Adam. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't we all? At least once in our life. Oh, just that. Yeah, no, I was... <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. room with Will's. Yeah, that's very true. And make sure you like, subscribe, and leave a review on the podcast. Uh, or not, because we're not your, not your dads, are we, Dan? No, we're just your mother's boyfriend. Just your mother's boyfriend. Your mother would want us to go over to Pro Wrestling Tees and buy one of our shirts as well, if you care. Mine wouldn't. Mine, mine literally wouldn't. Like, she'd rather see me not do well. Yeah, well, we, 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 we cover quite a lot of parental trauma. Yeah. On the show, mainly from my side of things, but that I hear that you shit yourself on the train. That's not the story. That, but I, I, I have done. But like, it's not the story. I, I suffer from uh, inflammatory bowel disease, so I've shit anywhere and everywhere you can think. Like, there's, there's shit stories for a book. So if, if people are into that, please write in on the back of the postcard to Jamie Will's personal Facebook profile, and uh, we will entertain that. Uh, I have, no, I I nearly have a few times, like I've used like train toilets, you know, ones you'd never, ever, ever, ever consider using, like. Yeah, I've been caught out in one of those yeah. before. <laughs> Stuff like that, and I've, I'm a connoisseur, and I can get very, very quickly from like standing up, to a bog sitting down like in a fluid, fluid motion. Literally. So Good. this isn't the same way as every woman I've ever met saying they've got IBS just when they do a big shit. This is an actual proper thing, is it? No, yeah, no. I use like immunosuppressive drugs that I inject into my leg every two weeks. Okay. Listeners out there know, who, who know what I'm talking about or have a relation what I'm talking about will know what I'm talking about. But it, it, it you need to make light of it because... Like, imagine, you, everybody's been through the stress of needing a shit. But if it happens to you, like, really often, it could make you stressed. So you need to see the funny side of it, like. 
No, thanks for sharing with us, Daniel Bashit. Um, um, so, yeah, no, was in, I remember one time in a train toilet where I was I was hovering, you get some serious squat action going on uh, as well. Uh, a vial of what I believe to be narcotics fell and hit me in the foot, and then a hand came into the stall to collect them. And that was all really fucking horrible. <laughs> I've once um before you on to catch up, this is a wrestling figure podcast, by the way. Um oh I was once having a wee in a toilet station, like at the toilet doors, and um like you walk in and there's sort of the sliding door motion, and there's like a lock in the top right where you've got to like lock the door from there. But obviously to the naked eye, you can't really see it. My peripheral is not great. So I've sort of walked in and just gone, I'll oh, just go for a piss. Started weeing and then like the doors just sort of slowly opened like a I don't know, sort of like a take me out when you sort of the doors just slowly. Oh yeah, that happened. Yeah, either. and I was yeah. just there, just knob out, old lady there, just. Da, 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 da. And I had to sort of like carry on pissing whilst sort of trying to press the closed door button behind me, and she was just there in shock and awe, I imagine. Yeah, and then that... um, yeah, had to sort of close the door, and she just stood there still, and it just slowly closed. Didn't didn't waste a drop though. Never wonder where she is. Tonight, Matthew, I'll be pissing. Pissing, yeah. Never wonder where she is now. Yeah, she probably still probably turn this story on her podcast, I imagine. Um, catch up from last week. Uh, Junkyard Dog were on the show. Had a nice interview with them with a lovely mustached Adam from there. Another Adam, lovely. Pretty sure you didn't interview Junkyard Dog. Junk Shop Dog, very different. <laughs> I've even written down Junkyard Dog. I've been on that for Junk Shop Dog. Apologies. Uh, I didn't interview Junkyard Dog any day of the week. Uh, they've also set up a new deal with Rock and Roll Collectibles to get the figures over to the UK. So, um, don't know if I was part of it. Probably was. Told them to message Stu and Bob's your uncle. You're basically Bernie Madoff, right? I don't know if that is. <laughs> Good. One as well, Ultra Pro Wrestling. Um, to cover their video game a few weeks back. If you like video games and wrestling, listen to it. It was very insightful. It was, and I, I really probed him trying to shit talk on wrestlers, and he didn't, and I was like, what a pro. What a pro. <laughs> um, also some news as well. The Powers of Pain are in the UK. They've cleared customs, hopefully, as we speak. So they should be in the hands of Epic by the time this episode goes out all being well. And so hopefully, yeah, hopefully in some collectors by weeks end or early next week, hopefully. Because what they do is quality control. So <laughs> this magic that people do like. You set expectations now, Dan. They've yeah. got to live up to no, entrance it's, gear it's, comes on Warlord. And if it's mass. delayed, it's to make sure it's not sending you a shit. You specifically... I might send a shit, but they won't. <laughs> well, you haven't got a choice, apparently. Um, <laughs> we also had the vote for the pointies worst figure of the year. Well, not the vote, like the initial stage. So rather than picking the worst figure Qualifiers. of the year. Qualifiers. Rather than picking the worst figure of the year, um, we figured that was probably unfair and a bit um, unbiased of us in a way. So it was easy just to let everyone else pick the worst figure they thought of the year. And here are the nominations that will be up on Wednesday night for you guys to vote. Rush, Larry Zabisco, absolute MVP. Smoke Train from Grapplers and Gimmicks. Super 7, Andre. Figure Collections, Luna, made by Chella. Not forget about that. 
Scrapplers and Gimmicks, Tony Norris and Rush Collectibles, Roadblock and Zombie Seller Toys, Bastion Booger. It was voted for by you, Johnny. It was. It was. Uh, last time I was on the pod, I did see how small this is compared to all the rest of them, including Zombies Online. So, yep, it was disappointing and should be in the category at least. In the category at least. Dan, you've got, you've got something small and disappointing in your hand, not for the first time. It's Bastion, yeah, I know, and I've told the story on the pod many, many times, the only pro wrestler to make it to Tullamore, so. <laughs> Did he make it out of Tullamore? Who knows? That, Who that, knows? That, that tale has been lost to the annals of the mid-90s. <laughs> the annals. Um, let's have some news. It's just some sexy boys. Talk about some new toys. It's just some sexy boys. Talk about some new toys. Check these things out, girls. Hands on them, merchandise. Some sexy boys. We've got quite a lot of news. Um, it's been a couple of weeks actually since we've we've covered any news. But rather than just sort of going over old ground technically, because it's been old ground by everyone else, let's just concentrate on the last 10 days or so with news and with Effie from Wrestling some Wrestle Something Wrestler. It's, it's, a, it's a bad name. It's can a I, bad name for... Can I anchor one of the weeks it's, when there's no news from them? <laughs> it's, it's an extender. Um, Too long a name. Wrestling Something Wrestlers, Effie is in stock with the variant as well. Um... Looks fine. The um Photoshop on the backing card is a bit off because you can sort of see a, a white glow around him. I don't know if you can look, which is a bit strange, but uh, all in all, figure fault, figure wise, looks fine. Okay, yeah, not not a fan of the dudes, but not not a fan of the dudes. Um, so it's, it's a hard one for uh to pick out. Really delighted to support Rich, so I will pick it up and the kind of completestness of these lines um yeah so the, and they seem to be getting better figure by figure as well so looking forward to the headbangers um there is issues with it there's no point in saying that there isn't but uh you know big improvement from the last few outings just it's nice to see somebody that's on the kind of independent scene i, I know it's a bit bigger than your regular independent wrestler but it's nice to see somebody just get a, get a little bit of of a fan interest in in the independent scene, which is great. As far as the figures go, the the normal variant's great. The variant, not a big fan of because his hairstyle's completely different on the card than it is on the figure. I know they couldn't change it because they've got to use the same figure, but it just didn't make sense to me. Yeah, I'll go with what Adam says about the indie guys getting a figure. It's good for them um but sorry to say i haven't seen effie in action i've seen a picture and that's about it and I, apologies jamie i didn't look at this figure for the news that's fine you can go mate. you just um yeah just roll the punches sometimes the rick flair galoob stance which works but i, I saw a post from tippy who said that yeah, i think he originally got the idea for the stance from making like a bret hart custom or oh, no sure michael's custom it was Sean Michael's custom in that stand. So, um, and that's Sean because it looks like Brett. He's doing like Brett, but I think it was was Sean. Um, it was Sean that did it with 
Um, Headbangers as well. I did message um, Richard Action Figures seller. He said that he just paid a hefty customs bill for the Headbangers. So they should be with him in around two weeks, he reckons. But uh, depending on how long it takes him to ship out, he's not on the rush schedule of 40 a week. So a bit more than that. So um, it shouldn't take him too long, hopefully. And they should be in your hands by Christmas, but put an asterisk by that because they may not, depending on couriers and how long it takes to package them up and send them out. Who else have these guys had previously? Um, the first official figure they had was Chelsea Green with a variant. That's like yeah. the first wrestling, wrestle something wrestlers figure. And then Effie will be the second. And then Headbangers. Uh, the um, headbangers, headbangers are going to be basically the win it or lose it type of thing for most fans, aren't they? Because from a completely different era and from an era where everyone likes this style. Um, so I think that'll be hit or miss, Headbangers. It will miss indeed. I think um, the next ones after Headbangers are Mike Kyoda is on there um, and Colt Cabana as well. So I think the ones that were signed for Chad originally, but FC had the, the contracts for them basically. Yep, understood. That might help some people who can't tell the difference between Chella and Epic and something wrestlers. <laughs> Wrestle something wrestlers. Uh, yeah. And he also messaged me to say that they just recently did a design and an illustration for a book that's called Kayfabe up on Amazon at the moment for £10 by Patrick W. Reed. Apparently, I can't ask him for any news without plugging his friend's book. So there we go. If you like. Is that, is that a new book? It's a new or... book. Um, no. I think it's just, just called Kayfabe. There's a picture of like, I want to like CM Punk on the front. It's something similar to CM Punk anyway. Um. I feel like I've read a book called Kayfabe before, but probably everyone just throws that word around. But it's yeah. um, yeah, that one there. It's on Amazon for ten pounds and four pence. So nice. look it up if you like wrestling and books, or if you want to chill under the tree, pick up Kayfabe by Patrick W. Reed. We didn't get paid for that either; just us being nice. Too nice. Yes, um, we saw some updates on some zombie figures. Uh, Chris Candido was up first. He put it on the Danhausen card to show you the position of the card. Um, looks looks bloody lovely. It's probably not the outfit I'd choose for Chris Candido. I, th- I feel that Skip might be a better way to go because it fits the era. But Adam, sure, what's your views on it? Um, because it's very plain, the arms are much more obvious than they are with a very colourful character. Um, so it just looks silly again with the massive arms. I know I've banged on about it for every single zombie figure, but when the figure is really plain, it stands out a lot more. Um, so what gear is it then? Is it is ECW gear or ECW? Yeah, like the sort of I said the lesser known part of his career. Um yeah, I'd say yeah, WCW maybe a bit of TNA. We didn't wrestle much in TNA. No, if he did, he might have wore these. I don't know. I thought Skip's probably the one that would fit in the era well. Whether there's variants down the line, but the thing is with with him doing another attire for Candide, or how long is he going to take to get around to that with the amount of wrestlers he's signed? You know, so. Well, I think you're right in saying you should have maybe done skip first and then did something like this ten years later when he gets to that point, you know. You well, mean, if, it's, if it's a standard repaint, then I mean maybe not too long. 
But not the wizard because Skip was more of a single guy, right? Yeah. Am I remembering that right? Yes. So it would have to be a different mold. Yeah. It's true. I mean, I guess you could reuse the head. I mean, he's done, I mean, Andre is probably a terrible, bad example, but Andre had two different heads um, on the variant. So you never know. He could have something that works like that. It could be cooking something. You don't know. I'm spitballing here, but uh, as well, he, he talks a lot to wrestlers and he's in with a lot of wrestlers. So, And they would romanticize that part of Candido's career, which actually wasn't as commercially popular. So it, it could have been how the choice was made. Only spitballing. Don't have a clue. <laughs> Skip balling. Yeah. What colour boots did he have on in this? I, f- I forgot. Thanks for thanks for looking. Thanks for looking. Um, <laughs> bl- <laughs> black, <laughs> black and white black. stripes on one of them. It looks like. Ah, I was just wondering if you could put a singlet on it and then automatically make the skip like a cloth singlet or something. You know. Have a little look. See, um, I mean, cloth singlet wouldn't look outrageous um you see this sort of attention to detail like the raven figure for example where i think a material like maybe the jeans that come on the raven might work for it um, i mean even if it's not zombie doing i know there's some good customizers out there that make some good cloth goods so it's a possibility if you want to yeah. go down that thread heads and, and so on i'm yeah. not sure how spandex cloth would sit on a hasbro like Raven works because it was baggy clothes, so you can do it. Like, whereas oh, how, yeah. how will it sit on the mold? Like we fair. saw the ultimate kind of go a bit wrong for Kurt Angle. Well, that was a body. That was a body, though. Yeah, and it'd be the body here. Donna's. Yeah, it's just a thought, Dan. Yeah. Um, same, same, same. We also saw updated images of the zombie suited figures. Um, four suits, whether that's a. Homage to a packet of cards, I don't know. But um, Mark Stalin and the variant, Todd Pettingill and Jack Tunney. Um, all looking lovely with their different coloured cards. Yeah, they, they do. They do. We'll see how they sit with the rest of the collection and with the rest of the Restaurant of figures. They are, every single one of them has a place. Maybe Mark, not so much, but... Well, you pop them with the, pop with the major guys. And, not too with bad. The major and, guys, yeah. and they yeah. sold. They sold well. Exactly. So who the fuck am I? Like, yeah, exactly. Right. So <laughs> uh, get out, sell bulldog from a from a different line, which we'll come to in a bit. Oh dear, oh dear. Uh, one thing I will point out, which is it's impressive, but all the different suit styles are different. So it's not like he's repainted Sterling to make Pet and Gill, and then repainted that to make Tunny. I think Tunny's got more of like a tuxedo type. Yeah, Sterling's. Yeah, yeah, and Sterling's is done up, whereas Tunny's. Yeah, exactly. So. Or tie on Todd, so yeah, that was the thing I was going to point out as well. He could have really like skimped on using the same body for them all, and and has actually gotten the detail of doing that, which is awesome. So, at times, yeah, yeah, com- completely agree. That is really good. Fair plays to him. We saw uh, Major Bendy's demolition uh, and Matcha Man, which are wrestling collector shop exclusives over in the US. Um, Backing cards for this are a homage to the Hasbro figures and the backing cards, and they look bloody lovely on their cards. They do. They do. They really do. Whether I pick one up to go with my big rubber guys, I don't know, but uh, I do like them. And I like at Macho Man, everything is, most of the time, it's all really good. 
is an is probably an easy one to get. Uh to nail, like but depending on what you're up to. We'll we'll come to that in a bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and we also saw the um Ringside are stocking Major Bendy's Bloody Ric Flair and Ringside Exclusives Sergeant Slaughter. Adam, are these any of these tempting you? These four, five, ten. Well, I mean, Sergeant Slaughter really lends itself to this type of figure for me. Um, and obviously, they can't go wrong with the hands on this one. Um, but yeah, it's just obviously everything's really covered. So there's no plainness about it. And it, it just it just looks class. And to be fair, the actual box that it comes in looks really good as well. I really like the presentation of the Sergeant Slaughter. The dark colours really kind of accentuate it. Good word. Uh, the Ric Flair for me, I mean, it looks like when Mr. Burns got injected with serum and he went glow in the dark. Um, the skin is the same colour as the hair on it, which is weird. But yeah, I mean, the box is all right. That's quite accurate to Ric Flair's last match, though. <laughs> it means you no harm. <laughs> that was a good um yeah, I mean they have reusing the mold, Duran Scully. Any fans of X Files on Simpsons? Anyone? No. Yeah. yeah. Out of your heads. Uh, oh, I got it. Speaking of the Bendies, um, we saw WWE have their attempt at the Bendies with um the new the new line. We covered them a few months back back i think but people can get them in hand basically and realize that there's one foot is glued to the stand on these which is just the weirdest the weirdest things you can't fully play with them and you can display them but it's just only one foot is is glued down which is um very peculiar Wait, they, they actually come like that for people to buy yeah, yes. Yeah. That full conversation. You when, when you when you mentioned that, I thought you meant that they'd had to glue them down to take the photos of the display. They actually come like that. Yeah, yes. That's the oh, whole that's conversation weird. we had earlier. Oh, yeah. Like so basically, they they arrive on a stand with one foot glued to a stand. So do they actually stand on the stand? They'll stand. Them? They'll stand on the stand, but you can't yeah. do anything else with them. It is a bit surprising because the way I looked at this was more like it was aimed towards kids, like they do with the these silly lines that they bring out the flex force and you know the super strikers the and knuckle zombies and all that yeah. sort of thing. And if you can't play with it, it's just not going to be any good for children. And I don't really see a big collector market for it. You can um, you can do a big boot with Hogan, but then the leg drop might be a bit painful for the other person. Just weird, just weird all round, really. Not sure what. Yeah, I don't know what the thought process is. Was it seeing what major bendies were doing and watching a slice of it, or I don't, I don't get it. Like, like it's sort of been like that with the retros, but at least the infrastructure was there with the retros, so you've got parts to use, and you've got like you know. So I don't know. Um, looks shit. <laughs> I, I don't know why they didn't just. Outsource it to even the major bendies or to junk shop dog, junk shop dog. Uh, uh, for them to sort out for for all the lines, it makes sense. Bringing another party in that, uh, as far as I can see, haven't released any figures and are doing one stands for some reason. No one's asked for, and and they don't really scale well with the other ones. So the major bendies are, but they're a bit they're longer. Bit yeah, yeah. So seems to miss all around completely. Yeah, but still, given uh, they're on ringside at the moment, feel free to go on there. Use code I'm a mug for 10% off. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> Treat yourself. 
Um, you're in selling mode today, Jamie. Move, JML. We'll come to the top five in a bit. The um, WWE Elite Monday Night Wars boxes. We saw a nice little touch of the date on the side that the figure is depicting. Uh, take a Stone Cold, uh, Hogan and Scott Hall. Yes. Uh, with the Builder figure, Lex in there, looking absolutely gorgeous with his puffy shirt. Straight out of a Bolly Tyler music video. Um, the Austins from the throwing the belt off the bridge thing with the rock. And, and the rest pretty much explain themselves. Uh, is is Scott Hall in the double denim? You know why I'm here. You <laughs> don't know why I'm here. Um, yeah, he is. Um, from uh, well, in... going to be going forward with, as in producing more of, or is this kind of a one-off? Yeah, so series two, they uh, they have a series two already announced as Ultimates Wave three. I think they announced parts of which have um, Harlem Heat, and they're also a chase, and the Disciple is the Builder figure. That's a good Builder figure. They've come a long way since every Builder figure being suited, so it's good to see something like that becoming the Builder figure. Yeah. Smart. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, the Harlem Heat look look great. They're in the blue attire and the black and red. Be nice to see the logos change maybe on the side of the box, like go to WCW slash NWO type thing when they get into that era. It'll be a nice continuation for the line. Yeah, you know, if we get to the later, you probably won't get a Goldberg now. Yes, it's probably a bit pointless getting a Goldberg, but um or a Sting, really. But I think when you get to that era. Give us a disco inferno, you cowards. <laughs> um we also saw Piper and Brett's Ultimate Editions. So Piper is in his sort of around the two thousand Mark, 99-2000 Piper? 96-97. Oh, Even with the Icon yeah. T-shirt on? Yeah, yeah. I think it was around 97-98, yeah. One of the T-shirts is depicting the, um, the Toy Biz Piper. Yeah. And that was 99? Doesn't mean the, the, the figure was based upon that year, you know? No, it doesn't mean it was based on that. I don't know. I don't know. Make a whole... I suppose it, it could fit any, you know... 96, 97, 98, 99. Oh, yeah. And to me, this era is like the one he's on Louis Theroux when they did the WW and Piper was backstage. I think he was, I'm sure they haven't based the figure off that 30 seconds from that documentary. But have you watched that? You must have watched that. He'll get around to it. Years <laughs> ago. Um, it's a good watch. It's good. Um, but yeah, the Bret Hart they still haven't nailed the head for it. Yeah. <laughs> What's Brett? 97 heel turn? I think it's the last Survivor Series. Rampede. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, they did that in the defining moments, though, didn't they? Yeah, I think so. It just doesn't come with the flag. The flag was probably Pretty much the same figure, I think. Apart from the shit ahead, the final moments, head was lovely. Yeah, it was probably still the best one they've done, isn't it? Mm. That, oh, that basic, the basic yeah. yeah. They had a really good, good basic back in the day, didn't they? Is it the SummerSlam basic? Maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's an early basic anyway. Don't want to see your arse all the way down. Yeah. Well, yeah. Enjoy. <laughs> yeah uh, pretty sure that one's a good... Yeah, it's that one. Yeah. SummerSlam 2020? Yeah. 
No, it was 19, maybe, but it could have been for the 2020 set. Yeah, yeah. Because I got it for him to sign in Cork, which was 19 or 18. So, and he didn't sign it. I got him to sign something else. So, (laughs) Um, well, Piper and Steel um, sounds like a a duo from the 80s, isn't it? Um, Piper and Steel, they're up on Mattel Creations on Thursday for the Ulmer Edition Coliseum collection that was put up and then not put up and then put up again. No news as to why they did that, but strange one. Uh, Adam, we'll come to you in a second on this one, but the Power Town Ultras Series 2 were announced. They look bloody lovely um, for a start, but you had your Power Towns Wave 1 arrive this week. I did. I just picked up a couple. I got um, Kerry Von Erich and Magnum TA. I'm just just a huge Magnum TA fan, so and I kind of wanted the NWA US belt, which I know Johnny, you weren't you weren't enamoured with. Um, I, I, I'll tell you long. what. Sorry, Dad, I'm just cut you off there. I tell you what, I based that on it's because I didn't open that at the time. I just kind of glanced at it. I was kind of judging it on the belts that come with Hanson and Brody, and yeah. seeing they weren't so detailed, so I just thought they were all going to be like that. But you're right, the United States title is pretty good. Yeah, it's fair. just a bit long um, because the yeah. side plates are so small. It looks a bit long. Um, but the actual detail on the figures, um, I'd probably say they're a little they're a little bulky, um, but it might be the jackets in the box that are making it look like that. Um, but they also might be a little bit a little bit fat, like coming across a little bit fat maybe. Um, just, but the, the faces are great. Yeah, they're just a slightly higher skill than Mattel, so they appear that way. So, yeah, like, what, seven-inch figures where Mattel are six and a half from that, I think. Six and six and three quarters. Something like that. Mattel. Um, not much difference. In the, not much difference that you'd, like, notice too much, I think. Yeah, I but... I think you, you can notice too much, if I'm honest. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> well for me. I, I wouldn't like to just play them together. Quarter an inch makes all the difference. Um, so yeah, great advertisement made from uh, Powertown for the Ultras series two uh, figures. If you haven't gone to see it, head over to our page or to Powertown's page and have a look. Uh, the lineup is Dory Funk Jr., Jack Briscoe to pair with your your Jerry from the earlier Elite set. Wahoo McDaniel, which potentially could be figure of the year next year if they do it right, which I'm sure they will. Junkyard Dog. Um, Medusa and Kamala. Um, we'll start with Kamala. We'll work our way backwards. Uh, we spoke with KWK, and they said obviously that one of the reasons that their Kamala didn't go ahead was because the Power Town had signed them, which is why we couldn't really go into too much detail about it. But it's okay now because Power Town have announced Kamala. Okay, which is good. I'm hoping yeah. it. I'm hoping it's a bit more rough than the WWE Mattel version. Because it's a bit neat for me, is that one? Yeah, it's a bit smooth. Stuff always came across a bit rough and a bit edgy, and it never looks exactly the same twice in a row. Um, whereas I, I want that, I want that look like that. He's kind of just just done it himself almost. Does the Shit Ugandan pants. giant? <laughs> he's down, down on the train. <laughs> yeah, I agree. They're gonna have to go for like an early eighties look, you know, to make it different. Might may even have less decor for, for that reason, but. Hopefully, it does look different than the than Mattel. And um, I may have missed it, and I do apologize, uh, Adam. Just swinging back to Magnum TA, is he better or worse than the Elite? Oh, that's a hard one because it's a really good Elite for it me. Is. Um, I'd say 
the the face on this one is better than the elite. Yeah. But the body on the elite, because he was quite lean, the body on the elite is probably better because it's a bit bulky on this one. But again, like Johnny said, it might be to do with the slightly bigger size than the Mattel. Yeah. Um but you but yeah, so it's fifty fifty really on that one. What do you overall, want? This is better in my opinion. Power town's better overall. Yeah, hoping to get it signed. I imagine because it wouldn't surprise me if Magnum come over for Footlow next year. Maybe it's a shout. Fingers crossed. Fun um, fact: My brother, for some reason, who's twenty years nearly younger than me, had Magnum TA and Tully Blanchard either elites or basics about ten years ago, just to play with. My dad had got them basics or or elites. I'm not sure. Packets or yeah. (laughs) Did he play with um? Magdum, or you play with Tullimore? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Come on, you got to give him that one. I will. I will. Right, thanks. Um, Medusa could be a fun figure. Um, for we had an Alundra Blaze Elite, which was pretty good. It was, it was a decent elite that was. Come with a belt. Um, whereas this Medusa is a, a whole other character for her. So, and the first take on a female in their line as well. What era are they going to do here? Because she did start quite early, didn't she? Yeah, you imagine. Sorry, the picture was of her in a USA bikini type look, which was ninety, the early nineties and late nineties. So I don't know. Must be something. Kind like of, that. I was thinking if they do that though, it kind of doesn't doesn't fit in with the era of the other five. Yeah, yeah, five, that was my thinking. Five kind of get away with being the same era because I think Jack Briscoe was in it in early eighty five. Dory Funk Jr. was in WWE and JCP um, in 85 to 87. And the other three were in it kind of around that era as well, whereas Medusa was a bit later. I'm not sure they'll be going for anything that's WWF related in terms of... You know, no, time. no, no, of course not, no. But but she just seems a bit a bit outcast from the other five. Well, you could say that um, Vern, sorry, Vern or um, certainly Luthez was... Well, I thought, the, the, I thought in the first wave they were actually going for that. They were going yeah. for the progression in the eras, whereas this one they don't seem to be. No, they don't. It's, it's like 70s, 80s. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, fingers crossed they go for um, an early 90s one. But I go what you mean. The rest of them are, well, yeah, 70s, 80s. But they haven't got a fit, I guess. I don't mind uh, mix, mixing them up. Yeah. Um, Drugyard Dog. Is next. He, he could be lovely. Could be a lovely figure. I think we've had quite a lot of Mattel elites over like four. I want to say. Yeah, I think they're just going to give him more hair. If I'm honest, I don't think there's much further they can go. Yeah. Yeah, they could do a better chain. Did the Brody come with a chain? Uh, yes. Doesn't it? yeah. It's crap though. It's really bad actually. Just like oh. a chain you would get like with a cheap bracelet or. Okay. Well, there's John T. Clowns at the back of Argos. Elizabeth yeah, Juice Tube catalog. It doesn't have anything on it, it's just chain like where you know the Mattel one had like the collar or something on it. But this right. is just a, yeah. Just a just a standard chain. Yeah, it's pretty lame in fact. Very thin. Um I'm guessing for, is, is it mid south wrestling? Is he a part of Yeah. Yeah, so you imagine they're probably leaning more towards that. Um Woohoo McDaniel. Um Adam, you you know love this one. 
Yeah, I mean, this is going to be the standout, if any of them are. It just depends how well they do the, the headdress uh, more than anything. I think that's what everyone will be looking at and focusing on when they see the figure. Um, but yeah, Wahoo was a massive name in uh, in mid to late 80s even. So that's the era that I look at. So he was probably much bigger before then, but he was still absolutely massive even when he was getting on in the mid to late 80s. And Jack Briscoe as well. Um, I think hopefully you can pair him with your with your Jerry, with Jerry's old face back then. But um, I'm guessing it's someone that WWE probably wouldn't, well, they wouldn't do, would they? Yeah, no money in it, I don't think, for them. No, I should not. But, uh, Dory Funk Jr. as well. Um, just to round the series out on a high of his baby face. Gonna have to do Jimmy Jack Funk for me now because they were a tag team in the mid 80s WWF. I'll do Flash Funk as well to get them all in there. I, I wouldn't um, put all your money on things being 80s WWF in this line, Adam. I know, I know. It's just the era that I like. <laughs> um, well, hopefully, also, we'll try and get some information from Palatine when we can. I might even reach out to Steve and see if he wants to, to come on for a chit chat as well because. Um, Quite interesting to pick his brains on this. But uh, Adam picked it up from Wrestling Trader, uh, which I think they're all sold out, actually, from Wrestling Trader. Yeah, they are. I, I went back to get a Brody and they were all sold out. Oh, tough luck. Um, I did see on the, I don't know if it was Wrestling Collector Shop or something similar in the US, but they were doing a, a set where you buy Series 1, you get a free coin with it, like a collector's coin. Ooh. Um, I'll send you a link to it, Adam. So I think they still had them in, yeah, yeah. Had them in stock. Um, for there, but yeah, they still had some Brody Lees in, and yeah, you get a little um, a little free coin with it. Or Bruiser Brody, one of them. Mm? A free coin, yeah. There we go. Buy a, buy a Bruiser Brody, get a free collector's coin from the wrestling collection. It was. That's the coin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, could be quite fun. Uh, I imagine the shipping will be quite expensive for over here, but the coin will more than make up for it, I imagine. Um, big rubber guys, uh, British Bulldogs, we saw updated prototypes for. Uh, the pre-order for that one is live this Friday. So if you're listening on Wednesday, it's this Friday. If you're listening next week, it's this last Friday. I think it's the one made to make weeks. a pre-order. <laughs> They're gonna to have to make an updated version of them because it doesn't look good at this stage. But I remember the Macho Man being similar at the time as well, in that it didn't have any decoration on on the trunks. Yeah, I don't know what they cast like the original early molds in, but I'm guessing when you yeah. they paint them, it comes out a bit paler than it should do. Uh, as you said, the Macho Man didn't look great when we first saw the sample, but the um the figure as it looks at the moment looks great. So. Hoping for, for similar on there. The dog looks good. I was thinking the dog looked like it had a moustache. Yeah, so was I. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. That's why they call it Winston. Uh, Church should have a moustache, did he? I assume you'll be hoping the eyes come out a little bit better, Jamie, on these ones. Yeah. Uh, Dan got the demolition, didn't he? And I think uh, Axe's, Axe's eyes are a bit odd. And the... Uh, not as odd as you think when you have it in hand, but if you picture it from certain angles, absolutely. Uh, actually, was talking to Mister Kinnick recently, and he said it is something they are actively working on. 
So, in general, like such. In general. And yeah. Smash's eyes look quite far down his face as well. But, yeah, but poor old Barry's eyes are far down. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Bulldog, uh, speaking of Bulldogs, uh, and Diana Hart-Smith pre-order went up on Rock and Roll Collectibles in the UK and Hostel Toy have them in the US. Uh, a thousand pieces worldwide. Um I price wise, I think they are like seventy five dollars in Hastel, and Rock oh, and Roll are fifty seven. So not the cheapest, but that is a posted price. So just take a fiver off fifty two. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, if if you want a Diana Hart Smith and a British Bulldog two pack, perfect. Go and buy them if you. If you don't want them, then uh, just hope or wait until the inevitable single bulldog comes out um, from them. Because you imagine it's going to happen down the road, isn't it? He's not just going to make a thousand two packs of bulldog and and that's it. But bulldog looks good. Um, the outfit does anyway. Looks a bit roidy. Yeah, spot on. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think that they actually look okay. They really do. Delighted for Stewart to get this off the ground. Um, look, just the QC issues continue with Mitch, so it's hard to support in a pre-order, and we kind of have to wait until it comes because he's not proven that he's going to resolve issues, and he's charging a premium price for what, at most most occasions, particularly with the Dodgers most recently, has been a low-rent product. So these are facts. Not looking out to hurt anybody about it. Uh, really hope it does well for Stuart's sake, and hope it comes out well for everybody's sake. It's just it's a disappointing one for me. The bodies, the bodies are all right. They're great as long as, like Dan says, the QC issues are okay on them. Um, but the faces are just they're weird. I mean, they look nothing like the shape of the ones on the backing card. I mean, the ones on the backing card might be a little bit too thin, maybe. Um, but then you've they both look like like completely round heads, like they've just gone for like a piece of plasticine that you roll in your hands and then stick on top uh, mm. and decorate. It just it needs to be the right shape if you're going to do it. It's just um, the obvious. the backing card looks like someone's like took a picture of Bulldog and Diana Hart Smith and like drawn it on the side of like a fairground attraction. Do you know what I mean? Do you have this sort of yeah, like yeah, a carousel yeah. or um the waltzes? Mm. Pictures of Madonna in that. Yes. Could could about that. But um yeah I mean, so if, at the top right corner has the rock and roll collectible um sort of sticker. I'm guessing it's printed on the card. So I think regardless if you buy them from rock and roll, if you buy them for Mitch, you're gonna have that. Um well that means Stu's got bit of the pie when it comes to the investment in the figure um if he has so i hope it sells very very well for him and it's a, a good venture because we love Stu. um he sent me a savia vega this week um from grapplers and gimmicks which it was an improvement from the last one that i got from them which was the ahmed or the tony norris and the smoke train so and they're all moving in the right direction uh, for it, quality issues are still there. The Godwins, the prime example, as Dan mentioned, seams everywhere. Um, but we'll see how this works out for them. Uh, the Rougeos were also shown off as well. Um, I had a weird dream that they come with some tiny waving flags, which I thought was 
Like, but not like for the figures to hold, but for you to hold like a little, a little flag. <laughs> um, could work. Could do it. Could do it. No need. No need. But be a laugh, wouldn't it? Imagine that little unboxing video. Massive flag. Like the idea. Um, yeah, Rizos looks fine. Um, one of their arms looks very similar to a, a Randy Orton um, retro. But <laughs> Raymond looks much better than Jack. Yeah, it's a whopper signing as always. Yeah, if we can say something nice. Oh yeah, it's a great yeah. He's he's very good at signing. I guess he has contacts. Before he used to do like signings and stuff at the shop. They used yeah. to have so you'd have like an agency that would have contacts for all these wrestlers, which is probably why he's getting all these decent signings because he, he knows the right people. Probably knows people from Montreal to Memphis. Huh. Yeah, come on. I liked it. I like it. No, you two fucking virgins can gush <laughs> over it, can't you? Parlez-vous <laughs> français, Jamie. <laughs> Giving it the big je suis. <laughs> um, we saw BCW updated figures on their uh, WCW Toybiz video, which was very well put together. If you had a chance to go on to YouTube, just go on to the history of Toybiz uh, figure collections, put that together, and it's um, a good insight to all the different figures. Yeah, it was a good video. I enjoyed watching that, so fair play to, um, is it Jack? Jack, Jack Slime and uh, Jack and Josh, I want to say. Awesome video, yes. Um, yeah. Recommend for anyone to watch. Oh, uh, yeah, the show of Iglesias towards the end. Uh, and we also saw the Macho Man BCW Bone Crunching Wrestlers. Bone Crushing, apologies. Uh, don't any copyright issues. Uh, Dan mentioned about the Macho Man, uh, how you could do a bad one. I think of all the outfits you could have chosen for Macho Man. This is more of the the blander ones. Uh, it's also one of the ones that he hasn't done a repaint for, which is peculiar. But um, I'll still be getting the Macho when that gets into stock. On there. Uh, anyone know news that I've forgotten about, chaps? Yeah, I think you covered it. Uh, there was some micro ballers, Ethan Page and Tay Mello, Tay Conti, who recently had a baby. Congratulations. Thanks for listening. Uh, one of 400. We'll come out soon. Um, one of 400 babies. One of the, she's actually a spider. The last in the world needs more Sammy Guevara's. Um, let's move on to the Rusted Trader top five, shall we? Been a while since we've had top five. Uh, in number five, Ringside Collectibles exclusive FTW hook, which does look lovely on the surface, but the inside of it looks a bit bland. Uh, we have a chance to look at it. Very strange looking. Uh, in number four, I'm four for the hook career of hook so far. Yeah, and the and the movie hook, the middle bit drops off a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, Power Town. When you I'm, hear about Ryan's like Rufio, remember him? Yeah, uh, he, he had a good mohawk. I remember the scorpion scene from Hook, scared the shit out of me as a kid. Yeah, 
Yeah. Once again, not related back to you on the trade. Um, <laughs> um, Power Towns, Dan Hansen in a number four. Uh, in number three, the Ringside Collectibles exclusive Hiromu with the Black Cat. In number two, Ringside Collectibles exclusive, very nice, very evil Danhausen. And in number one, this is why you couldn't get a hold of it, Adam. It's Power Town Bruiser Brody. There we go. Yeah, that'll have been the first to go. Yes, it's um, you know, he's sort of been inundated with Bruiser Brody figures the last year or so. We had two from Chunk Shop Dog. One from these, uh, a zombie. Technically, two zombies if you count the non-vest variant. I do. You can, do we count it on this podcast? No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Don't know. Don't know. I saw variant? it on the I saw it on the site when I logged in to get my uh, black strap Andre, and I was like, it does not count. Like, you cannot be that mad of a completist. I have a figure with more. <laughs> this, um, <laughs> same, same, yeah. hun. Um, did um. Are we allowed to order from Zombie Sailor now for the black straps? I have an American address, so no. I don't know. It's disgusting of you, really. Yeah, really. Yeah, no, rotten. Uh, oh, when we spoke to our good friend at Junk Shop Dog last week, we normally do the Hall of Fame where we'll cover um, matches of yesteryear. Uh, we want to put into the Hall of Fame, have a little chat about them. We didn't do it with him. He he did have some prepared, but um, I didn't I didn't want to do what I did to UPW and just be like, hey, here's some, give us some matches. Um, so I was chatting to him. You forgot. Yeah, there's that as well. <laughs> um, so uh, part of the plan, boys. Part of the plan. Um, so I was chatting to him after. Who uh, I just said, look, give me your your three picks. We'll, we'll, as we're not massive Japanese wrestling fans, as it stands, we don't watch a great deal of it. We'll go away and watch it, and then we'll just report back next week and and see what we thought of the the three matches. You're gonna do the voice, Australian voice. <laughs> no, no, he's just giving me the matches, so I won't. Um... We're in a minefield of voices here. Mm. <laughs> I, I, I won't do the bloody voice, mate. As good as it is. So, have you watched these matches, Jamie? No, that's what I'm saying. So, I'll say the matches now, and oh. then we'll go away for a week. Oh. Potentially oh, more for you two. Go on. <laughs> Homework, and then we'll yeah. come back and we'll look at it. Um, first match is um, Tenru. Did I pronounce that right? Tenru? Yeah. yeah. Versus Savage. Wrestling Summit, uh, 13th of April, 1990. So I've seen, a... <laughs> seen it. Was, was it good? I'll watch that. Yeah. Good. Well, you two can discuss it now, then, if it's that. No, I mean, I will watch that. You will watch it. I will watch it. Well, I can say there's just Savage getting a chance to work and work and work with someone like that. And the booking was strange because he was cheered and he was a heel at the time. And it's a great watch. I mean, you say that he's given a chance. Have you not seen Spider Man with him in it? It was given a young upstart wrestler and he, he worked his socks off with him. You ain't going nowhere. I got you for three minutes of playtime. Uh, Hogan versus Anoki in the IWGP tournament final, um, 2nd of June, 1983. Yeah, I've, I've seen bits of that where Hogan had to work a completely different style um, because obviously the Japanese fans expect a certain certain way of doing it. Um, mm-hmm. So he had to show a lot more technical bits. So I've seen a few inserts of it. And to be fair, 
Hogan's quite good um, at the technical side of it. He just doesn't need to use it in WWF. Yeah, the Hogan Great Muta match, which um, I watched recently, was really good. It was a similar, a similar thing. It was from the same show. It might have been. You might have been confusing that match with the Muta match. Yeah, and... maybe. <laughs> Hogan in Japan, whatever. Um, and he's put any Tiger Mask versus Dynamite Kid match. So um, we'll pick one between us, and we'll uh, we'll tuck into some Tiger Mask versus some Dynamite Kid. There's one definitely easily accessible because it was on the wrestling channel on repeat back in 2004 from about 86, 87. Yeah, so we'll find 2023 out. 2023 now, mate. I will. It doesn't feel like yesterday that I watched it coming in from Bulbs <laughs> and stuff, that wrestling channel. I missed that channel. Oh, so good. Yeah. I feel like, so I lived in Norway at the time and I only got the Sky channels that were free, like the ones yes. you couldn't subscribe for. And that was one of the channels that was had on religiously at all times. That Necro Butcher against Samoa Joe at four o'clock in the morning eating a kebab <laughs> was fantastic. I might, just, I might just do that with all three of these matches. Just wait until 4 a.m. <laughs> order with one of the weird, Dan's weird kebab pizza things. Um, yeah, there's the three matches. I'll send it all to you privately anyway, just so we can, we can watch it and report back uh, <laughs> either next week or in a few weeks. When you said we were going to watch Japanese wrestling, I was a bit like, uh, but I will absolutely watch all three of those. Absolutely. Adam, can we have you? Are you going to do it as well? Yeah, maybe. No, don't, we don't have to cut your hand and like solemnly swear you're going to do it. <laughs> it's fine if not, but we can, uh, we can do it. We can report back either next week or in a few weeks or even the Christmas episode that we have coming up uh, near Christmas. We'll get as many people on as possible. I might even do a quiz. A quizmas, I might oh, call it. No, no. Adam, you can be the quiz master then, Adam, if you really want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah do it. Yeah, do that. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll, we'll get some of the lads on. We'll do a, uh, we'll get Epic on as well for fun because uh, Demolition and Powers of Pain should be in hand by then. Um, what to mention actually about the hooks on those figures, uh, the two packs. Last bit of news to round the day off with um they're not gonna have any hooks the don't end. know how i feel about that yeah well i think we we looked at um the figures with the hooks on and they looked it was so weird because either you put them in the middle and it takes over axe's face or you put them to so far on the left that it looks really but weird and they, wouldn't, they wouldn't hang up so um yeah Did you not, just... like think of that before you designed the card or why didn't well not you but the designer i think there was no other way with how the picture was um because i think the the actual because they stood so far apart but i understand you can probably cut through the middle and make them in a bit closer but then how big the bubble is now to protect it from the weight of the figures then plays out that fact so uh, i think it was just one of those things where it's just either it looks weird or you don't have the Butterfly hook on it. Um, are Epic doing protector cases for double packs? They are. Uh, double packs and single packs, both in stock at the moment. Um, well, thanks for asking. How about getting a hook onto those protectors? Well, Ringside do one like that. Um, and it's the same because they're the same size cards as the Hasbro two packs and oh. single packs that uh, they would work. But I mean, a hook on, the, on those would. It totally work. 
But I think should, there's a... should we realise though that we're no longer in the eighties and they're not we don't have to go to a shop to get these where they're gonna be hooked up and like that was, so that surely, was thinking. I guess it's progress in a way, even though I'm not sure I like it. I guess it is progress. It was part of the chat, very much so, very, very much so. Um it was part of the chat. I would have been on Team Adam about it going, nah, 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 nah. I suppose the proof would be when it's in people's hands. Like, oh, I never realised I wanted to hang something up until I couldn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i never done it before in my life, but now I can't have the opportunity. I'm <laughs> very angry about that. <laughs> I know they say that wrestling fans are all well hung. Let's go, shall we? Uh, Adam, thank you for your, uh, for your time and your input this week. No problem. Oh, been a pleasure as usual. And um and Johnny as well. Good to good to see your face. Oh, that's nice. But not hearing my <laughs> voice. Not hearing your voice, no. Nails on a chalkboard. Uh and Dan, as per usual, we'll probably see you next week. You will and uh, just repeated interference from a one year old, as uh, the lads have noticed been you three of you have been total pros about it the whole way. Yep, thanks for mentioning it. Dan's missus escapes <laughs> during the episode. Right. Uh, no, <laughs> just dealing with the other kid. I am super for <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you later <laughs> oh, yeah.